The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for a Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about a hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com and uh, you'll see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, you can continue, you can watch that up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time, and that's Eastern, um, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there on the left side of the page. On the right side of the page is where we're streaming. All you got to do is push the play button and blow it up on whatever device you've got and you can uh, click on the rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner, and um, you can join us in the chat there. We're also streaming live on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Just look for that channel. And then also beforeitsnews.com at the top of the page there, as well as dlive.tv at, um, well, dlive. <laughs> Sons, uh, the Sons of Liberty. you got to put the in there or you'll get something else, I guess. Uh, but the Sons of Liberty at dlive.tv. Also, right up under where we're streaming, you can uh, sign up for our email newsletter. We would appreciate your support in that. Also, if you want our ministry email, which goes out on Saturdays, that gives you what's going on in the ministry. You'll get some exclusive content in that, pictures of events, uh, oftentimes, uh, that have that have been done by the ministry in that week. And you'll get Bradley's article for the week, as well as whatever our special is going on in the store. And uh, speaking of that, our story is available. The link is off the top of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. This week we're highlighting To Spit Against Heaven. This is um, one of Bradley's DVDs, sort of an educational DVD dealing with the homosexual agenda, right? And pulls from the 
homosexual manifesto. That's that's what it's dealing with. So normally this is twenty dollar donation. This week only through Saturday at midnight, you can get twenty five percent off of that when you use the promo code SPIT. Okay, so it's pretty simple. SPIT gets you twenty five percent off of this if you if you want to pick up that DVD. Okay, all right, and then if you believe in our message and you want to uh, help us continue to do what we do there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com click on that and make a one-time donation or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty that link is also at the top of the page now before i get into uh headlines and stuff uh we got a birthday boy and i don't know jeff forgive me I don't do a lot of things on Facebook. Occasionally I see something and I'll respond to somebody and say happy birthday or whatever. But whether it was yesterday or today, forgive me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jeffrey. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> and I only do that on, on occasion because nobody wants to hear me sing. But there you go. Happy birthday, Jeff. And uh, if it was yesterday, belated. If it's today, happy birthday. <laughs> Uh, with that said, let me give a couple of headlines and we'll get into some things here, okay? Uh, SonsLibertyMedia.com, some things that you can check out. Illegal bills are being passed to disarm citizens in the face of the tyrants that are creating them. That's the latest from Bradley. This one I'm going to talk about today. Um, this gubernatorial candidate made it a plank of her campaign to, quote, demolish the Georgia Guidestones. It was, she had several executive orders and she's running she she was running for governor I, I i think she's still running for governor uh in the state of georgia and this is one of her planks and you know her theme her bus was painted out with jesus guns and babies and when i play the video in a minute you're going to know she's talking like not <laughs> like not other politicians are talking i mean it sounds it sounds very biblical I mean, really biblical. You know how some politicians, they'll kind of shine you on, they'll quote a scripture, or they'll cite it in something. Yeah, when I play this, you'll get it. Also, after, and I'm going to pick up on this one too, after police shoot at Dutch farmers protesting, they develop killdozers. <laughs> and we're going to, uh, yeah, I'll show you some of those in just a moment too. Also, if you missed our show yesterday, when judges failed to uphold the law in order to facilitate the overthrow of government, uh, one of the great things that, that has come out of that, I'll tell you this, one of the great things that's come out of that is I turned David Toulis, who we had on yesterday, uh, I introduced him to David Pruitt, you know, that we had on for our prepping shows. And they have hit it off, and David called me last night, Pruitt, and he said, I'm so glad that I got to talk with this guy. He's really on track. We're going to be working together to help some people. He was excited about that. So it's really neat to see the Lord's hand putting people together, um, you know, to work and, and to, do, to do some things there. So, yeah, if you missed that, that's up at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com also. Catherine Austin Fitz on the globalist financial agenda and how we can stop it, protect ourselves and our communities. That also includes Corey Lynn, great investigative journalist, uh, who has been so gracious to allow us to carry her articles at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you haven't heard that, that may be something you want to pick up. Uh, because Catherine really has her ear to the ground when it comes to economics, the markets, all kinds of things that are going on there. So she has good information uh, that she puts out. Also, a revolution against the administrative state. I think that's a really good uh, article there by Daniel Greenfield. And then we got this uniformed cop in patrol car pulled over, completely wasted, with beer in his car. Uh, yeah, and you you can see the video. It's ridiculous. It's It's absolutely ridiculous. But at least... They dealt with the guy, okay? They dealt with him. All right, now, let me hit a couple of things here. Um, and before I get into this, those of you who tune in for Friday, you know, we did two Fridays uh, with Johnny, and there's some, there's some things that have gone down this week, and I had to make a decision about something. And it was, I'm not going to get into all the details. I'll just tell you that there were several people who expressed certain concerns, and I didn't understand why. I'm like, everything that I put out, and I'm just going to say it up front, all of our shows are going to remain up on the site. They're up on all of my sites. I'm not backing off of any of the truth that was said, okay? Um, so I stand by the message, but there were things that came up. And two of the people that it came from actually agree with the message, so it wasn't about that. 
and I had to make a decision. And Sons of Liberty is not my ministry. I'm a part of that ministry, but this ministry's been been built up by Bradley and his family for two dec almost two decades almost. And um, I had to make a decision about that. And I said, you know, I Bradley has told me about things in the past. He didn't tell me what to do in this situation. He he left that up to me. And I didn't listen. Now, there were, there were small things. And the reason I didn't listen is because it didn't make any sense to me. So here's the thing. Nope, Dean didn't take him off. If, if anybody's got a problem, it's me. And I didn't do it out of any anger. I didn't do it to protect this, that, and the other about me. I did it because I, was gonna, I said, I'm going to trust what's being given to me, including what came from my own pastor, Okay, because I sought him out for counsel as well. And... Um, I didn't understand it, but this week, I understand it now. Let me just put it that way. I'm not going to give the details. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm in a Matthew 18 situation right now, um, and I'm going to give space to deal, to deal with that. Nothing ill of Johnny. I'm not saying anything ill of Johnny. Um, not going to release private conversations that we've had or anything else other than to say, if you're upset about that, we're going to see about continuing the message um, through different means, not straying away from that. Uh, I found them very educational, very enlightening. But if you're upset, you can take that up with me. I will give you certain things, but I'm not going to go into things that happen in private with us, okay? Because I believe, I actually believe Matthew 18. I actually believe that you try to deal with things in where there is a wound, where there's a hurt within the body. Brothers deal with that in private. They don't air it out to everybody. Okay? Just, I'm just saying. Um, if you don't believe that, then there's no need to contact me. Okay? But if, if you want an answer, that's it. Okay? Now, with that said, I want to bring up this little, this little bit here from the Dutch. I mean, this is, um, this is pretty incredible. They're, they're, they're actually protesting. For people who don't know, this has been going on several days. They're actually protesting the implementation of EU-based climate rules on the emissions of nitrogen. Now, we've heard about the carbon dioxide. Is it carbon dioxide? That's what they're talking about, right? I always get those two things. Monoxide, that's what's coming out of the car. Dioxide is something else. Okay, <laughs> Forgive me. But that's what we hear about. When we get on this, they're wanting to put in rules to restrict the emissions of nitrogen. Now, understand, if you went to elementary school at the time I did, and I'm assuming sometime after that, you learned in elementary school what? You breathe out carbon dioxide, right? What takes that in? Plants, all the green stuff on the, plant, on, on the earth, right? What do they produce? Well, they help produce oxygen, which we breathe. So, you eliminate all the plants, you're going to eliminate humans. You eliminate all the humans, you're going to eliminate all the plants. It's just, that's just the way it is. God has designed the system to work like this. And so nitrogen is a part of what's in our atmosphere too. And they want to eliminate that. But they're just fine spraying us with, with uh, bale, uh, barium and aluminum. They're just fine with uh, Bill Gates wanting to spray chalk into the air. And all of this other kind of stuff. They're fine with doing that, but how dare you, um, you know, replenish things that are in the atmosphere that are there by design by the Creator, okay? So these guys have been protesting. I'm just going to run through some of these before we get into the main topic here. But And I'm not a good video person. I, I don't, I mean, I can barely do certain things with the limited video production stuff that I have. So forgive <laughs> the rather cheesy way this is laid out. So they have this going on. So the cops have been shooting. I think I played the video yesterday of the cops shooting one of these tractors that was trying to leave where they had blockaded. They were shooting at it. So what do the Dutch do? I, I love these guys. Well, they get some steel, and they basically build an Iron Man tractor. <laughs> uh, some people called it the war dozer. This is what that looks like. And um, I went a little further, and they not only constructed this war dozer, they constructed the kill dozer. Now, you guys might remember the guy out, I think he was in Colorado, the Rocky Mountain area, um, small little quiet town. He built something like this. He took a bulldozer and armored it up, 
you can see what these guys i don't know what they got on top of it it looks like a pile of bricks and a bunch of debris and i don't know a kitchen sink on top i don't i don't know what's up there anyway they're constructing this thing this guy in colorado this was several years back he went through and demolished almost the whole town before he had a really bad ending himself uh but this is some of the things that the dutch yeah mad max has begun you're exactly right caroline um this is some of the things that the Dutch have been doing. Now, on top of that, they have also, and I'm going to probably have to shut down the, uh, the sound here, um, just to show you, the Dutch farmers have brought in their own tank. Oh, yeah. See, you, you see, people, it's not such a stupid argument to say that the citizens want tanks, too. It's not a stupid argument. This is the tank that the Dutch farmers brought in uh, to deal with, with the cops who are doing what they're doing. All right? So just thought you guys might want to see that. It looks like, it, I don't know, the way the numbers are, it looks kind of Russian, Chinese, I don't know. Uh, but here they are. They're bringing in that tank. So it's, it's, uh, it's getting quite interesting. And then, not only that one, but here are the farmers at, and I don't know how you pronounce the word here, but they're at an airport. Okay, and they're taking their protest right there to the airport. All right, and, and oops, let me just blow this up so you see you guys on Red State Talk Radio. They're pulling in their big tractors. These are not these little, you know, old timey farmer tra farming tractors. These, some, well, some of them are, <laughs> but these things are some hogs that they're bringing in, and they're blocking off the airports in protest against i mean basic look let's just call it what it is we're going to get to this with the georgia guidestones they're trying to kill people there's no nice way to say it and i'm going to tell you what i think about georgia guidestones in a minute with with what's going on there but you'll see them they come in here and you see that they have uh they've set up in front of the entrances there so people can't get in um i mean these guys they're, they're organized in what they're doing. Now, there's a lot of other videos. You can see these at sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can also see um, some of these I've showed you before where they, they've closed off the, the ports uh, are being blockaded as well as the roads. So you'll see in the video there's several ships out in the water, um, not just doing their fishing and things, but they're, 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 being, they're being blocked. Then you have uh, some of these policemen. This, is, this guy has got his gun up in... You know, pointed at the guy in the cab of his tractor. Point, pointing is this guy right here is doing it in front of a car. Um, you, you've got them going, and they hit the home of the minister for nature. They showed up at his house in protest, and uh, yeah, then they had cops, undercover cops, trying to infiltrate them, and the people caught them. And oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful when the, when the people catch them. This is what I'm telling you, folks. As much as I want peaceful protest, the fact of the matter is, when you deal with tyrants, go and look through all of history. You will not find tyrants dealt with peaceful protest. It eventually goes to somebody has to press forward more than protest. That's just the way it is. Show me one time in history where it's been different. It hasn't been that way in our history. The war of northern aggression, our forefathers fought against the tyrants, uh, Lincoln and the northern army. Okay? The, before that, the war of 1812. Before that, the war, the end of war for independence, the French and Indian War, all of that stuff. No, none, of them in, none of them solved the things peacefully. Why? Because somebody wants to be a tyrant and somebody doesn't. And... Even the issue with the Indians. Look, I, I get it. The U.S. government was completely wrong in how they dealt with some of them uh, later on down the road. The U.S. government became a tyrant to the, to the Native Americans. They did. But here's the thing. You see these people, and there's several videos that you can check out uh, over the past week that I've had up. Uh, that's at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And you can see people doing what people in America say, boy, we need to take a stand. We need to do that. And when I say in America, again, I go back to, to what I've said before and what we had Daniel Miller talking about. Your country really is your state. If you go back to the Founding Fathers, that's what you'll see. That's how they saw it. Sovereign states 
becoming a confederacy to achieve certain purposes, but the states themselves were sovereign. You want to change your country? You're going to do it in your state because that's your country. That is your country. Okay? So with that said, a um, couple other things here. And this came from uh, Gateway Pundit. I, there's a lot I, I don't want to do because of what I've learned about some of the things that go on there. But the information is, is good. We're not slaves, we're farmers. Polish and Italian farmers are now rising up against government elites destroying their family businesses. And this is coming out of yeah, well, Pol Poland and, and, it and Italy, and they've got some videos over here. Uh, they've got uh, rallies going on and some other things, and they're just picking up from, just like Canada, when they took the stand with the truckers and we started seeing that going around the world, these guys are picking up from the, the, the people in Holland and doing what they're doing. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to play you this video because I'm telling you, when you, when you hear this lady, you're going to go like, what? So immediately once I saw it, and thank you, Georgia Ann, for sending me the link for this. The lady's name, she's running for governor of Georgia. And again, I don't know if she's still running because here was, here was her response. When I, I sent a, a message as soon as I could, I, I found out how to contact. And I sent a message and I said, "Would the lady's name is Candace Taylor, K-A-N-D-I-S-S, -S, if you haven't heard of her. Um, Candace Taylor, she uh, is running for governor down there. And so it's it, there's a little thing I don't really understand here, but you can check out her, her site. Um, and we'll try to have that up in the archive so you can do that. Here's what the response was. And then I called the lady and I said, so is she not doing interviews? And she goes, she's not doing any interviews right now. So I know they had the primary in May, I think it was. But here's was the, was the response that she gave me uh, via email. Since my election, the Supreme Court has ruled in favor of three of my main platform issues and executive orders, Jesus, guns, and babies. And by the way, that's what's on the, that was what was on the side of her bus. You can go there and see that at her website. And just like religious persecution, gun control, and abortion, the Georgia Guidestones, a demonic monument that calls for the depopulation of the earth, as well as for the extermination of 7.5 billion people, has no place in the Christian state of Georgia or in America for that matter. This looks like another act of God to me. She's responding to the destruction. Today, it is another defeat of the devil. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Now, I may take a little different road with that, and I'll tell you in a bit, but listen to what uh, Candace has to say in this short little video about what she had as executive order number 10, which was to demolish the Georgia Guidestones. Listen. Told us what they wanted to do. Some might even say they had to get our permission to at least tell us ahead of time, even if we didn't believe them. Over four billion people have been injected with something that took just nine months to create. Ask yourself why. Back in biblical times, human sacrifice was a form of demonic worship. We're still doing it in present day by killing our unborn. It's the same demons, it's the same sacrifice, it's the same sin, it's just a different time. This is a long shot in and of itself, running for governor against an incumbent. Why are you doing this? If we don't call things out and we don't acknowledge them and we don't take authority, and take dominion over what God's given us, then we are no better than the evil ones that put it up. We've watched as people have destroyed our history and monuments, and in their place, they have erected statues to their own gods. The new world order is here, and they told us it was coming. It's a battle far greater than what we see in the natural. It is a war between good and evil. All right, so you get what I'm saying. 
there's not people running for, there's not a lot of people. There are some people who will talk like that. But that's exactly right. What we're witnessing is the lack of Christianity within the communities to stand and say, wait a minute, you are not going to come in here and erect, and erect foreign and false gods in our midst, and we're going to sit back and take it. We're, we're, we're going to sit back and take it. Um, but I, I appreciated what she had to say. Now, you guys know how I am about what I believe about women in office. But, but here's the thing. It's like when we had Sandra on. They're only stepping up because the men who are called for it, and, they, and there are men who are called for it. They feel it in the, inside themselves. They know they should be doing. They have a righteous indignation to want to right the wrongs, and they will not go and do it for whatever reason. And when these women go up, even godly men or godly women, or even women who aren't godly, but they, they see what's going on and they want to put a stop to it and they don't know how, guess what? That is a judgment of God. Isaiah talks about that. It is an embarrassment to men and is a judgment against them because they've not fulfilled their role as those who are supposed to be in authority. And it has nothing to do with sexism. It has to do with how God has created us and the roles he's given us. And the same thing happens on the opposite side of the spectrum. These men that want to act like they're little they're little women and they want to have babies and stuff like this. You're perverting the whole culture and the world that God has given. You're perverting that. It's unnatural. Same thing happens where whether you're you're participating in sodomy or lesbianism or dressing up like a woman or whatever the case may be. All of that is a perversion of the natural. With many of the other sins, you can almost see, well, at least the ones that deal with men, you can see that, okay, if you, if you steal something, yeah, you shouldn't do it, but it, it's not this idea of the perversion of the natural, like what's going on there. That's not to justify stealing, by the way. You shouldn't do that either. When you covet things, of course, that's natural out of the heart of man, don't get me wrong, but, and that's not to justify it, but it is not this perversion of the world and the creation in the way that what we're seeing going on now. Now, she, she moves from abortion to the shot to what was stated on here. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out here to you. I'm going to give you a, a little background if, uh, if people are not, um, not clear on this. Uh, she also says at her website, this is uh, Ms. Taylor, this is what she said. For decades, the global Luciferian regime has seeped its way into our government. They've demoralized us with humiliation rituals as they tore down our historical monuments, persecuted our children, locked us down in our homes, and forced us into becoming walking science experiments through a global vaccination program. They erected statues spelling out the exact plans they had for us, and today, we the people of Georgia say no more. It's time for us to return the favor. On my first day as governor of Georgia, I will move to demolish the demonic plans of our enemy. The satanic agenda is not welcome in our state. Support my fight by contributing and watch as I turn the Georgia guy stones into dust. Well, somebody beat her to it. Now, here's what I want to say about that. When I first saw it, here was my thought. It, one, well, the first thought was somebody's trying to get rid of the evidence. That was my first thought. Not, oh, this is an act of God, oh, this is the White Hats, oh, this is good guys, and blah, 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 blah. Remember when I played you the video yesterday, remember how that number 33, and I'm not a numerology person or any of this stuff. 403-33, that exact moment is where the Guidestones were blown up by whatever. You can call it a direct energy weapon. I don't know what it was because there's no people there, no other footage is released, I have no problem believing a direct energy weapon is used on it. I, I just don't. You say, do you have any evidence of that? Well, let's just look at what they've done before. Go to the California wildfires. You guys remember that the other year? They burn it down. It'll burn halfway through a car, halfway through a house. It'll only burn por portions of trees and not others. These are supposed to be wildfires. And we know they have them. We know they use them. My thought is they're getting rid of evidence. 
I saw many things saying, oh, this is the date of George W. Bush's birthday. Can you say winning? You know, doing the Trump stuff. Well, let me, for people who think like that, I had a thing, and I, I think I brought, yeah, I brought it up in a different browser. So let me just bring this in, and let me just show you. For those people who do this, and again, I'm not into a lot of this numerology and stuff. I know the people who are behind it think like this. I know that they have this whole kind of thing. So I put in June, July 6th, and because of the talks that Johnny and I have, and by the way, I'm very appreciative for Johnny's time and for him coming on the show. I really am. Heartfelt. I really do. But I just put in July 6th Jesuits, just because it was on my mind. And I came across this article here, The Rise of the Moors Group, arose from a growing national sovereign citizen movement, experts say. This is something that came out of there. Look at what happened. Uh, look at how they took and did July 6th. Not only George W. Bush's birthday, oh, we're winning kind of thing. Take a look at this. 187th day of the year. Now, I'm not going to get into this weird stuff, okay? But I'm just saying, anybody can take and make July the 6th or whatever they want to do. But look, 187th day of the year, Society of Jesus. Those are the Jesuits. Rockefeller, Washington, D.C., Paris, France. I mean, you can literally make it whatever you want to make it. My first inclination was they did it to destroy the evidence because they're in the midst of a genocide. And they don't want anybody pointing back and saying, wait a minute, you said keep the population down to 500 million? Think about that, folks. 500 million. The United States is a, 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 a 320-something million, I think was the last count. Maybe I'm off by that. A little over 300 million. Just the United States. So it would be like the population of the United States retained plus a couple of other countries. Try to imagine the mindset of that. Now, with the Georgia Guidestones, uh, this was something that I came across. For those of you, and for those of you who know, forgive me, I'm going to give it to people who don't know, okay? So, so bear with me here. In June 1979, a man used the synonym Robert C. Christian approached the Elberton, that's the county in which it, uh, this, these things resided, uh, Elberton County, Georgia. Elberton Granite Finishing Company, on behalf of a small group of loyal Americans, so that's, what, that's what they were told, commissioned the structure. Now, I want you to think about that. This thing is written in, I don't know how many languages, Arabic, uh, Hebrew, German, Chinese. There were several languages that's on this. It isn't just in English. Christian explained that the stones would function as a compass, calendar, and clock and should be capable of withstanding catastrophic events. The man reportedly used the synonym as a reference to his Christian religion. I'm going to show you there are things within it that are true, but isn't this how the devil works? The devil will use scripture if he has to use it. He'll use his ministers, as Paul says, he'll transform them into angels of light because he does the same thing, right? So don't think because there's some truth in it that there's not the error. Uh, there as well. This guy, this was not a Christian religion. In fact, I would say whoever did it was probably CIA, New World Order, any of these kind of guys. That's who I would say Robert C. Christian was. It's a pseudonym. Nobody knows who he is. Okay. Christian said he wanted a granium monument that could rival the British Neolithic monument Stonehenge, which, by the way, I've seen some pretty disturbing things where these things were built back in, I think, the early 1900s, Stonehenge. That they're not even real rocks. I mean, that, I've seen some video with that stuff. I don't know what's going on there, uh, but I've seen some video with it. Anyway, which he drew inspiration from after visiting them. However, he noted that while impressive, Stonehenge had no message to communicate. Joe Finley of Elberton uh, Granite assumed that Christian was a nut, and he was. No, he was, he was evil. Let's not call him a nut. He knew exactly what he was doing. That's not a nut is somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. And we, we have to keep that in mind. Insanity is like you lose your mind and you don't know what you're doing. Cutting your conscience off from the truth and from reality, that's a whole different thing. So he attempted to discourage him by providing a quote for the commission, which was several times higher than any project the company had previously taken, explaining that the Guidestones would require additional tools and consultants. He didn't want to do it, okay? Because he saw what was on there. He didn't want to. to Finley's surprise, Christian accepted the quote. 
when arranging payment, Christian, I would love to know what how much that was. Because granite's not cheap, and then to do a structure like that uh, has got to be pretty expensive. When arranging payment, Christian said that he represented a group. Ah, uh, he represented a group which had been planning the guidestones for 20 years and which wanted to remain anonymous. Now, if you're really Christian, why would you want to remain anonymous? You do everything in the light, right? Jesus told the, the, the soldiers and Judas and, and all of the guys when they came up to arrest him, you come out here with spirits and clubs. What, not with you daily in the temple? I, did it all, and I didn't do what I did in the corner. Okay? Be careful of those who want to remain anonymous. Christian delivered a scale model of the guidestones and 10 pages of specifications. The five-acre site was apparently purchased by Christian on October 1st, 1979 from farm owner Wayne Mullinex. Mullinex and his children were given lifetime cattle grazing rights on the Guidestone site. Isn't that interesting? Then Finley believed that the monument would become a tourist attraction for the region. On March 22nd, 1980, the monument was unveiled by Congressman Doug Barnard before an audience between two and 300 people. Christian later transferred ownership of the land and the Guidestones to Elbert County. So the Guidestones and the land became owned by the state, as it were. As of 2022, there were reportedly 20,000 annual visitors. Now, that is not a tourist attraction, if you ask me. You got 20,000 annual visitors, that's it? That's not, an, that's not like a tourist attraction. It's, it's kind of like, <laughs> I'll tell you this. When I went to uh, Minnesota to visit Bradley several years back when we were, going to, when we were getting the, the site, uh, he said, oh, i got to take you to this, but we were out somewhere. I, I don't even know what the city is. It's, it's a little city. Uh, it, it's not even a little city. I don't, can you call it a town? A town's smaller or something than the city, right? It's this little town out in the middle of nowhere. They have a, an actual little museum. It's like a little uh, mobile home or something, and they have this gazebo that's, that's encased with glass, and inside it is... The world's biggest ball of twine. Yes, I saw the biggest ball of twine. It is in the state of Minnesota. Now, <laughs> is it a tourist attraction? I guess. I don't know how many people go there. I was like, can we have this hour or two that we went driving and doing this back? I kind of joked with him about it. Can we have that time back? The Georgia Guidestones are no different than that. In fact, many people didn't even know they existed or what was written on them. And so, you know, I commend Candace for the message she had in that video. I don't know what her theology is. I know enough to know she, that we're supposed to take authority and we're supposed to take a dominion. I know that for, for sure. Okay? But there it is. So here's what I want to do. I want to give some of the things, because some of the things... Unless they mean something, and here's the, I'm going to confess, look, there are people in church history who would talk about certain things and didn't mean the same thing I did. Charles Finney was one. He spoke about the atonement, and if you read that in his systematic theology, you'll find out he doesn't mean Christ covers and takes away your sin. He means, God just means to show you that God's serious about sin. That's what he means by that. So I want to be careful that we... That we, I'm going to tell you from my understanding what it is. But the first thing out, and this, for those of you who are watching on the video platforms, first thing out, this is the thing that it's mostly known for because it's the first thing. Maintain humanity under five, under, not at, but under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Now that, that term nature is going to come up here several times. So maintain that. Then he says, guide reproduction wisely. Improving fitness and diversity. All right. So, what does the Bible say? Does it say guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity? Does it say keep keep the 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 earth with a population under five hundred million? Is that what it says to do? Hmm? Is that is that what it talks about? Nope, that's not what it talks about. Genesis chapter one, verse twenty six and following. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Listen, folks, 
Mankind is to have dominion. It doesn't mean he abuses the creation. There's a big difference. If you've seen some of these guys who go out and they do their hunting purely for sport, they'll go cut the head off a deer, they'll leave the carcass there. That is an abuse of the dominion mandate. It is an abuse of it. If that animal gave up its, its life, okay, you took that animal's life, then you should at least be feeding on it and not wasting it. And yes, that's biblical. You can go over to Genesis chapter 9, and you can see that's the case. So I don't want anybody saying, oh, you shouldn't be eating animals and blah, 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 blah. Jesus even prepared fish and bread for his disciples in John 21. Jesus ate fish and honeycomb after his resurrection. Okay? So you're to have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, but keep it under 500 million. Is that what he said? No. He said, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. So in the beginning, there was no death. You know, there wasn't millions of years of, of dying and death. That's not what was going on. I know evolutionists will tell you in Christian or professed Christians who want to try to comport to evolutionary uh, thinking will say, oh, yeah, this was going on. It wasn't until man. That's not what was going on. And they, were, they weren't eating each other. They were eating the green herbs. That's what it says there in the text. Either you believe it or you don't believe it. I, 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 I don't know any way to get around that. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. What else do we see in Scripture? These are a couple dealing with, with, with procreation. Malachi chapter 2, and uh, beginning with verse 10, we read, Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? Judah hath dealt treacherously, and an abomination is committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah hath profaned the holiness of the Lord which he loved, and hath married the daughter of a strange God. There's, that's where the trouble is. Strange gods, not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Strange gods. Remember, Deuteronomy warned us about those, whether they said something that came to pass or whether they said something that didn't come to pass, they lead us after strange gods were to have nothing to do with them except have a rock party with them. That's what God said. I didn't say it. God said it. And the rock party is not playing metal music and dancing. It's throwing, rock, it's throwing a rock on them to end their life and put the evil away from us. The Lord will cut off the man that doeth this, the master and the scholar, out of the tabernacles of Jacob, and him that offereth an offering unto the Lord of hosts. And this have ye done again, covering the altar of the Lord with tears and with weeping, and with crying out, insomuch that he regardeth not the offering any more, or receiveth it with good will at your hand. Yet we, ye say, Wherefore? Because the Lord hath been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously. Yet is he is she thy companion, and the wife of thy covenant? And did he not make one? Yet had he the residue of the Spirit, and wherefore one? That he might seek a godly seed. Therefore take heed to your spirit, and let none deal treacherously against the wife of of his youth. What's he saying there? Well, clearly he's talking about the line that will come to Christ. That's, I think that's a given. But what about today? How does that apply to us today? Well, let me ask you something, believer, professed believer. Are you sitting there trying to fulfill the commands of God to take dominion? To 
allow God to control what your household's going to be like? Look, I never asked God for one child. I was convicted that we were the ones trying to control it. And I simply said, Lord, I'm going to turn this over to you. You tell me these things in Scripture. I'm convicted over an issue. My wife was too. Over an issue of birth control. And I said, just whatever you give me, if it's one, if it's 20, or whatever the case may be, and somehow that ended up in the middle, whatever the case is that you do, just make sure that that I'm able to provide for them. And he's been faithful in doing that. I've never questioned God's faithfulness. Sometimes I wonder how it's going to come, and sometimes it comes in some very unexpected ways, and it comes from uh, people who love the Lord who just, for whatever reason, I can't, I can't define it, they will help our family or this, that, and the other. And, and the majority of it comes from just a good work ethic. What Paul says, a man who doesn't work shouldn't eat. P- plain and simple. Okay? But what is he saying here? I want godly seed. This is the same thing that Lynn and I talk about on Wednesdays. This is why it's important when you have children that you're, you're inputting that. Whether it's in your conversation, you know, as they pass by or they ask a question or they're, you're instructing them on something, or whether it's in a formal time of a family worship time or whether you're reading the scriptures with them or whatever you're doing, because Deuteronomy 6 pretty much encompasses whatever you're doing, lying down, standing up, walking, put it on the doorpost of your house, all this kind of stuff. You're, you're to be reminding them of the God who saved you, who gave, whose commands are in your heart, and you're imparting those things to them. He wants a godly seed still today, folks. He really does. He really does. This is another one I've made mention of. <clears throat> and this is only on the first thing of the Georgia Guide Stones because I think this one is the most demonic, evil, wicked thing that you could say. It's the most unbiblical thing you could say. Here's what we read there. Psalm 127. And again, the, Psalm 127, 128. I want to read those to you. The passage. These are the things, the first thing I have read to all ten of our children as soon as they're out of the womb. A song of degrees for Solomon. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are a heritage and heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows in the, are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man. Happy. Not down and discouraged and woe is me. I wish I hadn't had these kids. If you've got that kind of attitude, if you've got any number of children, you've got that kind of attitude, you need to seriously evaluate things and then repent towards the Lord. These are blessings from God. Same thing for guys with their wives. They used to be on the job site and they would hear about their wives. And they'd be talking, and I'd come in and I'd say, they kind of laugh and stuff, and I'd say, my wife isn't like that, and I, I guarantee you, you should be thankful to God that you have a good wife. He says it's a good thing that you find one. And all of a sudden they go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, you know what I meant. And I said, no, I don't know what you meant. And I wasn't trying to be mean or nasty. You guys know my, my demeanor. I'm just trying to remind them, God gave you a good gift. Stop complaining about it. Don't complain about that. Be thankful to God for that. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. And then when we go to Psalm 128, which follows right over there, a song of degrees. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. That's that working thing, guys. If you're not working, you shouldn't be eating. You really shouldn't. Unless, unless you are in a capacity to where you're disabled, I mean completely disabled, to where you can't do anything, then there's compassion for you. But, I, you know, I've seen in the land we live in, I've seen disabled people, paraplegics, just come up with incredible things that they do using their mouth with the computer technology, working something on the computer. I Just incredible. They're, they're still productive even though they don't have the use of their limbs. But at least with some of the people, you can kind of understand the begging. We saw that with blind Bartimaeus. We, we saw that with other people who couldn't walk in the, in the New Testament, which Jesus healed. There's a place for charity. There is. But the large 
example that we have is that men should be working. That is a gift from God for us to be able to work, even though we might not think it is. It is. Thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Do you know when our family is able to come together now, our kids are you know, growing up, they're, they're going out of the house, some of the older ones. It is a blessing when those children come back home amongst the family that's still here. It is a blessing to see the table full of people. It is a blessing to have fellowship and Christian fellowship at that around the table with those who are your offspring. And many of you are ahead of me. You have grandchildren. We're expecting our first here in the next, I don't know, month or two. What a blessing. Listen, listen to the blessing that comes from that. Because if the Lord gives me those months, or if he gives me many years, which I, I pray he does, um, I, I just want you to hear the rest of the passage. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem in all the days of thy life. And listen to this promise. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel. Oh! Inciting those things, it's prophetic. And I pray that the Lord lets me see my children's children. That's my grandchildren. I've already, in actuality, I've already seen them. You know, you got these, uh, what are the things? I forget what they call them. They do it on the woman's belly and it gets the picture. I want to say a sonogram, but that's not right, is it? That's something else. Uh, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just losing the word here at the moment. But now they got them like 3D. So the image looks like it's a, like it's a 3D face. And I've already seen little Tristan's face. And I can't figure out who he looks more like. Because <laughs> he doesn't look like either one. He's, just got, he's got a little round face. But that, that is a blessing. That is a reward from ultrasound. Thank you. <laughs> sonogram what am i that's something else thank you very much what would i do without you guys uh this is just dealing with the first okay that's just dealing with the first thing that comes on then it goes here and i might run just a little over because these were the only two things i really wanted to talk about because some of the other things they're they're things that if in my understanding i probably would say okay yeah i can i can buy into some of these some of them but this one is the one I'm gonna I'm gonna probably end up having to finish on the other side. So let me just go ahead and say it. We'll cut out for the end of the show. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, we'll hold over a few minutes. I'm not gonna hold over long, and um, we'll we'll finish up what I'm gonna show you here from this one. Now this is the this is the third thing. So we had maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity, unite humanity with a living new language. Now, where have we heard that before? For those who are unfamiliar with Scripture, you may be familiar with the Tower of Babel. And what was going on there? I got a message the other day from Dr. Lee Merritt. And she was asking me, you know, isn't there something about, you know, trying to stay away from the cities and this, that, and the other? And I, I said, well, I, I'm not sure. I didn't know if she was referencing, you know, if you take the gospel message in and they don't receive you in this city, you shake the dust off and you move to the next. Or if you're persecuted in one, you move to the next. You don't stay there and just look to be a martyr. That's not what Jesus said at all. But you move away from them. If they don't want to hear the message, all right, good riddance. See ya. Wouldn't want to be you, right? You move on. But there are there was an agricultural... Um, culture in Israel. And in America, in large part, when we were blessed, it was mainly out of the agriculture. Look at how we've moved away from that to big cities and everything else. Who's, who's growing the food? And who's being cut off from growing food? Huh? Some people in the city don't have a clue. They give no thought to where food comes from. And that's why they're going to be sucked into Bill Gates's fake science lab meat and all this other stuff and some of the other things they're producing. Uh, I'm going to continue on the other side. We're just going to hit quickly on Genesis chapter 11. So if you want to do that, sonsoflibertymedia.com. 
Bradley will be on at 3. You can catch him at the same website. And then, Lord willing, we're going to be back on in the morning, 8 a.m. with Kate Shimarani. Don't miss it. Okay, all right. I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And I just want to hit on this one and maybe make a few comments of the other. So I won't keep you long, but I, I think this is important to, to see. Now, remember, the flood has taken place. It's killed everybody on the planet, except for the animals that Noah had in the ark, Noah and his wife, his three sons and their wives. That's all that's on the planet. Uh, planet. I don't even like using that word anymore. The earth. That's all that's on the earth. That's a part of my repentance and my language. Sorry about that. That's all that's on the earth. Literally eight people and two of every kind of animal. They come out. God gives the commands. He gives the promise of the rainbow. Has nothing to do with sodomy. Has nothing to do with lesbianism. Has nothing to do with transgenders or drag queens or whatever these things, non-binary. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with the promise that God would not again destroy the world with water. Okay? And we come, and it isn't even just like two chapters later in Genesis. This is what we read. Genesis chapter 11. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there, and they said to one another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven, and let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. How many of you guys who happen to live, if you live in a big city, how many of them, your politicians, will rob you uh, to build coliseums and uh, all these big places for sports figures, and they're going to use your money to build it. Then they're going to take the name of that, and they're going to give it to to the owner of the sports team so he can sell it and make millions. And they're ba- and then when you go and buy a ticket, it's a bazillion dollars to get in. you got to pay to park, and that's a bazillion dollars. And then, you, if God forbid, you have to buy food. It's like going in the airport to buy food. It's like, don't you guys know what it costs to buy food outside? Of course, now the food outside is about what it was in the airports when... I used to go. Okay? But here's what they say. Let's make a name. Let us make a name. And the whole idea of being in a city is so we are not scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So they build the city as sort of this, in their mind, a security mechanism. But we know what it really is. Somebody rises to the top, like Nimrod. Okay, he's listed just before this. And those people become a tyrant. They become a leader. And the people would have it so. That's exactly what happened with Israel. We want a leader. We want a king just like everybody else around us. We're not satisfied with the God who's fed us all this time. We're not satisfied with the guy who, uh, God who provided water for us. We're not satisfied with the guy who, par- who provided uh, quail, who delivered us from the hand of our oppressors in Egypt. Nope, nope. We want a king just like the rest of everybody. And the Lord came down to see the city. It's not like God had to come down. This is obviously the imagery that he does come down, and he sees the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing, I mean, this has always kind of baffled me, nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Now, I bring that fast forward. This is just my own thoughts here. Okay, it's not, I'm, I'm not putting words in God's mouth. But when I see that, and I see how the languages have come together, you know, we have translators and everything, all this kind of stuff that, that are coming together. And you see the wickedness of what men are doing. Look at the World Economic Forum. Look at the United Nations. Listen to some of these people. Klaus Schwab, his guy Noah Harari, all of these guys. When you start seeing it, They have these imaginations of creating mankind into some kind of Terminator. I I don't know. Some kind of Steve Austin, biometric, bionic people. But they don't have it for the betterment of humanity. They have it for the betterment of themselves while they wipe out billions of people. That is their plan to do. 
There's no question about it. You don't engage in distributing all these shots and not put a stop to it when you've got hundreds of thousands and millions of people injured and, and dead from them. You just you, you put a stop to it. They're not doing it. They're, they're continuing to sell the lie it's safe and effective. You just need another one. Well, if it's safe and effective, why do I need another one? Anyway, not going to get off on that. That's what I think is going on today. I think they're doing exactly what they imagine, and it is against God. Okay? Then he says, Go to, let us go down, and therefore confound their language. Notice, this is God speaking. Let us go down. I don't believe this is angels. I believe this is the Trinity. God exists. He needs nothing outside of himself. He can love within the Trinity. There's three persons in the Godhead, right? The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. These three are the same in essence, equal in power and glory. Let us go down and therefore confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel. Because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. So when this guy is saying this, and look, <clears throat> we've had Christian missionaries go into places where they didn't have a language and they have to live among the people and they have to try to find, they have to learn their language. So it takes years sometimes to do that. And then they have to learn how to communicate what the Bible says to the people. I heard one guy one time talk about, I was trying to write a, uh, write a Bible in the people's language. And I forget where he was, but he said, I spent many years there picking up the language and I was trying to communicate to them what faith was. And he said they had a word for um, to lie back or to lie back and rest. And the idea is just to, to trust that the ground's going to hold you up or the bed's going to hold you up or the chair's going to hold you up as you lay back. And he said that was the closest thing I could come to to try and explain it to them. It's a, it's a very long process, and some people spend their lives doing that because they love people and they want them to hear the message of the gospel. They want them to have the Word of God in their language. But here's the Georgia Guidestones. Unite humanity with a living new language. Then they go, rule passion, fate, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. You know, don't, don't get a little, don't take it too serious now. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Now that one's a good one. That, that, that should be done. Jesus says that we're to love justice and mercy. That was the one thing the Pharisees were leaving off. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. I got to tell you, I struggle with the world court thing. I don't like it. Ruling internally, I'm fine with that. That's, that's how they should be if they're going to have them. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. That's pretty good unless you mean by petty laws things that God has said uh, are actual law. Um, balance personal rights with social duties. I, we've talked about this. The reason we have rights are to perform our duties before God and man. What this guy means by it, I don't know, but that's the way I see it. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. I guess that's a, rec a reference to the Creator. I guess that's what that is. He should name him, but he doesn't. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Now, I'm one, I don't want to see the earth be a concrete jungle. There are places for it, fine, okay, you develop certain things, that's fine, I get it. I don't want to see the earth be a concrete jungle, though. And I don't think God had that intention when he put man on the earth. He told Adam to tend to the garden. And when we went through Genesis years ago, I think the idea was that, that, gar that Adam's basic duty in that time was to go around harvesting. You know, everything's growing. He doesn't have to go and fertilize it. He doesn't have to go and water it. He does, because the Bible says that water came up out of the ground, all these kinds of things. And so, you know, he's just enjoying the fruit of what God had provided in addition to the fruit of his labor, which was going and harvesting. And I think the idea was to expand that garden. It was to grow that garden as they had children. And somewhere we missed that. Uh, we, we've gotten off the beaten path of that. Anyway, the point is, is this. Georgia the Guy Stones are gone. 
Now, if you want to say that's white hats doing that or whatever, knock yourself out. I, I'm not going to argue with people. It's gone. I think it's, I think it's destroying evidence of what they're doing. Because they're in the midst of doing exactly what's right there in the first two things that we read off, off the page. Which are against what the scripture says, which makes it what? Sin or lawlessness. And in the end, what is the message that we have? Is it just to say, well, that's what it is? No, it's to point to the one who saves men from sin. The Lord Jesus. Not only did he come and live perfectly obey, under the law, Paul says, under the law, he completely obeyed the law, both in his thoughts, the intents of his heart, the work of his hands, the fruit of his lips, all of that. He perfectly pleased God. In fact, God said on two occasions, this is my son, listen to him. When he was baptized, he said that. And when he took Peter, James, and John and was transfigured on the mountain before him, and they said, oh, this is the thing. And let's just hit this Rome thing again. They want to say Peter's the first pope. Well, Jesus is transfigured. He sees what he's going to be like in the kingdom. He sees him in full glory. Moses and Elijah, representing the prophets. Moses and the prophets from the Old Testament. They come and they're talking with Jesus there. And what's Peter's words? Glory be to God. No, let's build some temples here. <laughs> One for you, Lord. But let's not leave out Moses and Elijah. There's this idolatry that festers up here because of what he saw. This is supposed to be the first pope, by the way. Who, the one who refuted the gospel and Jesus had to say, Satan, get behind me. No, Jesus was the God-man who lived perfectly on sinners' behalf for whom he died. And then the command is for sinners. Maybe you're out there and you say, man, I've sinned so much, I, I don't know that, that God, why would God forgive me? I mean, some of his people don't have anything to do with me. Well, some of his people claim to be his people, but they're really not his people, okay? Wheats grow among the tares. Or tares grow among the wheat. But the thing is, the command to you is the same one it is to me, the same one it is to everybody else. And that is that we need to repent of our sins, be re reconciled back unto God through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who gave himself for our sin. And so I would encourage you to do that today. If you hear his voice, if he is speaking to you and he's convicting your heart, look, I get no glory from it. I don't get any brownie points for it. God gets the glory for those he saves. I would urge you, I would exhort you to repent and believe the gospel and follow after the Lord Jesus, no matter what it costs you. With that said, Bradley will be on with you at 3 o'clock. Thank you for being with us, and uh, we'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 8 a.m. with Kate Shimarani. Till then, adios.